1: online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder tying up this first-round series with the Houston Rockets and all that happened in a pivotal Game 4. But I do want to give a quick shout-out to everyone listening right now because uh, this podcast has been happening since, you know, I think 2017. It was whenever Fred Katz was one of the first ones to start. Uh, And last week, we had our... Best week ever in the history of this show, the most listeners ever, the most downloads ever, the best week ever, uh, and, and that's all attributed to everyone who's listened to this show uh, and continues to listen to this show day in and day out. It's the only place you can get uh, Thunder content every single day on any podcast app you can think of. But uh, you know, to to follow in line with with Fred Katz, who's now at the Athletic, with Brady Trantham, who's now at the uh, franchise, uh, and to follow those guys. Uh, to where we are today and have a historic week of Locked on Thunder is really uh, only attributed to all of you who choose to download this app and spend 30 minutes a day uh, hearing me talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I do want to give a quick shout-out to everyone listening uh, because you helped make that possible. And now we talk about this pivotal Game 4 because uh, I am just overly excited about this series being tied up because you look back at those two games, those first two games of this series, where the Thunder lost both, but lost them both in devastating fashion in the sense of uh, not a close game. They got blown out in both games. They looked totally lost. They looked like they didn't know how to respond to Houston's defense. They looked like they had no chance to beat a Houston team. Again, I pronounce them dead. Many people pronounce them dead. And this team, once again, decided to rise up from the ashes of defeat, soar like a phoenix through the air, close to the sun, and tie this series up with the Houston Rockets at two games apiece. And now you truly have a whole new series. We all knew they couldn't go down 3-0 on Saturday if they wanted to keep this series competitive. They didn't. We all knew they couldn't go down 3-1 today and keep this series competitive. They didn't. And we all knew coming in, I talked about it at nauseum yesterday, that a win on Monday puts the pressure back on Houston. What did they do? They won on Monday and the pressure goes back to Houston. You saw after the game the frustration from James Harden, punching a hand sanitizer. Talk about a pure L. Purell get it Purell we we, we saw the frustration from James Harden we've we've seen the pressure start to mount on these role players on the Daniel houses had another good game in game four but when these good games come in losses they feel less good and you start to try to try to do too much with these games so uh the pressure is back on Houston because of what the Thunder did in game four. Let's get into that right now. We're going to talk all about Shea Giddes-Alexander. We're going to talk all about Delino Gananari. Steven Adams had a good game. And, yes, all of you Steven Adams stands, who have been uh, just clamoring for some positivity around Steven Adams, you're going to get that today because Billy Donovan finally listened to me. So it was not uh, I'm not circling back on my word because it actually went the exact way I said it needed to happen for him to have a good game. And he had a good game. So I was right. But we're going to talk all about that. I do want to start, though, with Shea. Because in this game, Shea immediately imposed his will on this game. And, and he immediately showed you, no matter what happens this postseason, no matter if this if this team gets out of the first round or not, no matter if this team goes on and somehow upsets the, the Lakers, none of that matters. What matters is what Shea showed you in the first quarter. When he goes out there, and shows you that he can have a step back three. He can add a fade away to his game. He's a tough finisher around the rim with a soft touch. He has seven points in the, in the first quarter and is perfect from the field and perfect from beyond the arc. He's doing it efficiently. He's getting his teammates involved. When he shows you he can do that, he once again reminds you that this season is perfect. This season is everything we could have dreamed of. Uh, quite frankly, it's way more than we could have dreamed of. Again, even with the good play that this team had since Thanksgiving, uh, Delino Gallinari was a Pat Riley extension away from being traded to the Miami Heat at the trade deadline this this year. So uh, this could all have been this could all have gone totally different this season. And the the focus needs to be quickly on Shea because no matter what happens, if you lose the series or you don't, Shea is your future. Shea is your next cornerstone of this franchise and it's going to be fun to watch him for a very long time and he put that all out there to start that first quarter and again without Shea's performance you're not in this game we're, ta- we're going to talk all about the ups and f- uh, ups and downs of this game uh, but Shea was awesome to start Gallo was awesome to start he had back to back possessions with a beautiful cut off of a screen a beautiful roll to the basket and a beautiful open three and, and right away that set the tone for this team uh, this was the first time all series that you saw the Thunder play their offense. It's amazing, right? We spent a week previewing the series and that every turn, whether it was Jackson Gatlin of locked on rockets, whether it was your favorite media members, the preview or just myself previewing it alone, every preview at some point, it was said that you have to run with Houston. You have to push the tempo. You don't need to shoot threes, but you need to run. You cannot slow the game down. And tonight, We saw this team run. We saw this team get out into transition. We saw this team up the tempo, and you saw a much better offense. In that first quarter, the offense was the best it's ever looked in this series. The best that's ever looked. It really was. The problem is your defense wasn't as good because we'll talk about what happened with Dort and James Harden, but I want to stay on the offensive end and talk about Steven Adams. This might carry over into segment two because – I have been incredibly hard on Stephen Adams this series. I think that everyone uh, who is intelligent has been incredibly hard on Stephen Adams because uh, you've got to watch the games, not the box score, not your feelings for him. You know, beyond this series, just in this series, he has been a liability on both ends of the floor. He has not been good. And in today's game, Billy Donovan, credit to Billy Donovan, credit to Stephen Adams for accepting this role. He transitioned Stephen Adams into a different role. And you, stall, and you saw and you saw Stephen Adams become a much better player. This was the first time that you saw him be aggressive. And I had some idiot on Twitter. Uh, no offense to this idiot, but you're an idiot. Uh, he said, you know, I, I said that you know Stephen Adams' first ever aggressive play of the of the series, and he said, well, what about that one slam dunk in game three? Steven Adams is seven feet tall. I don't care about a slam dunk, but. In this game, in that first quarter, you saw him be aggressive because he fought through two different bodies, used his arms to get free of two different guys boxing him out, imposes his well by going up strong, high-pointing the basketball, coming back down, and then going straight back up with guys hanging off of him and slamming the dunk home. That's an aggressive play. Not a one-handed jam with no one around him in Game 3. And you saw his first ever aggressive move offensively in this game. So it it was a great game from Steven Adams offensively. And that is a part to what we said in the preview. He needs to be playing. He can start. He needs to start. He's one of your only NBA players. But he needs to be playing around that 20-minute mark. He got 26 minutes in this game. Steven Adams is limited to 26 minutes in this game. Because you you saw part of why. Uh, Early in this game, he gets stripped down low. They're losing the rebounding battle early in this game. He is not closing out on a Jeff Green three-pointer who has been on fire all series long and has been phenomenal since the transition into Houston. This Jeff Green thing is nothing new. If you've watched Houston since they allowed him to be that five spot, as Jackson Gatlin told us about, he's been phenomenal this year. You've got to close out on him, and Noel failed to do that, and so did Adams. And you saw that Noel only got a few minutes and Adams got 26. You saw that Billy Donovan transitioned more into that small lineup, which he's done before. I mean, Jeremy Grant was running the five for a lot of this bench unit the last couple of years. He's done it before and you're seeing him start to do it again. And it's creating so much for this offense because for 26 minutes, you can use Steven Adams offensively doing what he did, uh, you know, this game doing what he did by getting positioned down low uh, by, you know, going up strong and attacking the rim. You can, you can use that for 26 minutes. What you can't do though is play him his normal playoff minutes with it with a shortened rotation with you know 36 40 minutes a night and off and then on defense he's giving up these corner threes to Eric Gordon he's giving up these threes to Jeff Green this is not the matchup to pound Steven Adams into this game it's to give him all the minutes in this game this is not the matchup for that. If you we can readdress this if they get to LA, that might be a better matchup for Steven Adams, but this against Houston is not. And we've seen it over and over and over again. This is not a matchup for Nunes Noel at all. He did the same thing whenever he, he got minutes. He gave up threes to Jeff Green, gave up threes to Eric Gordon, uh, didn't you know failed to rotate on the perimeter. This is simply not a good matchup for traditional big men. And that's why you saw today Stephen Adams in a must-win game gets limited down to 26 minutes. He needs to play around that 20-minute mark, that 26-minute mark, give or take 20 minutes, is what he needs to be on the floor for. And so that's what I've been saying all along. I was was correct in that take of – he can only. You need to pick your spots with with Stephen Adams. He cannot be closing for you. He cannot be playing huge minutes. He cannot be playing the majority of your minutes. He needs to be playing that 20 to 26 minute mark right around there. And then you need to go small for the rest of that time. Still need to work on that part because he did throw numbers and well out there a few times in this game that really cost you. But we're getting better, Billy Donovan. Let's keep pushing. And you need to keep pushing because it does not matter if you're a professional athlete or a stay-at-home parent or if you just spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends over at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joint pains in a convenient, easy-to-use roller or a shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recovery combines CBD with inflammation fighting compounds like arsenide and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try our amazing duo and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior oils from CBDMD.com. I think that we were all right, those of us who said you can't play Adams. Again, can't play Adams does not mean he literally gets zero minutes and is inactive for this game. Can't play Adams means what Billy Diamond did. You play him 26 minutes. You play him 20 minutes around that benchmark there. He gets you 12 points, hopefully on four of five shooting, although uh, the last game, again, as I, as I reiterated over and over again, he could only get you uh, you know seven points on six shots or whatever it was. Uh, he, or six points on seven shots, I should say. He, he was more effective tonight in the paint. He picked his spots better. He was a better free throw shooter tonight. He got you eight rebounds in those 26 minutes and assist. He did create, and he did have three turnovers, which is a big deal, and was a minus seven on the floor. But I, I think that typically using the plus minus numbers in a single game uh, is not what they were intended to do. So I don't really like to, to use that all too much. Uh, but still he was a minus six in this game or minus seven in this game uh, and only fouled you and only fouled one time. Uh, So Steven Adams did, did his job for once. This is the first time in this series you can say Steven Adams did his job. It's a credit to Billy Donovan. It's a credit to everyone for figuring out the role to play him and the spots to play him in. And and if they can continue to do do this, if they can continue to get him 20 to 26 minutes uh, and he can play this way in that short burst and just go all out for that short burst. And then you play small the rest of the time. uh, It would be, It would unlock so much more and has unlocked so much more for the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder win the rebounding battle 46-40 to in this one. But Adams was great. Uh, Gallo was great. Shea was great in this one. And I do want to talk about Lou Dort because Lou Dort has been someone uh, who has really caught fire the last couple of days. Now, in Oklahoma City, uh, we've known all season long he's a great defender. We really really have. We've been praising about it all year long. And we know that, that he went undrafted, but again... There was a ton of talk about him being a first-round pick, uh, well, you know, way earlier in that college season. But things happen. He falls out of the draft, and he gets to pick a spot, and he picks Oklahoma City, who he's a fan of his whole life and idolizing Russell Westbrook. And uh, Sally never gets to play with Russell Westbrook, of course. But still, uh, this was a storybook, a storybook situation for him. And he comes into the league as a two-way guy, and has been a total lockdown defender ever since. So in this game, there's really two big things to talk about for Lou Dort. Uh, both, you know, really three good things, but but still, they're all pretty good. Number one is that Houston is game-planning around Lou Dort. As a once two-way rookie, now he's on a full NBA contract, still a rookie, he's being game-planned around by the Houston Rockets. You can see the Rockets setting up action, setting up plays to ensure that they get a switch off of, you know, Lou Dort off of Harden. Harden is afraid of going up against Lou Dort, which is not a bad thing for Harden. I know that we had the hardened bashing session in the last podcast. We're not gonna do that again. Uh, but Uh, it's just being smart. Lou Dort is the only guy who can stop James Harden. Lou Dort is the only guy who can contain James Harden. So yes, you're going to want to put your offense uh, in a position to avoid Lou Dort on James Harden. Uh, I want to point that out, not because, again, it's anything bad for anyone. I'm just saying that it's actually a really good thing for Lou Dort in the sense that he's getting that respect, not only from Thunder fans, not only from Thunder Media, and not only from the national media. He's getting that respect within the NBA That is a rookie As a rookie, one of the best scorers we've ever seen in James Harden. You can talk about how creative it is that he scores. You can talk about how unfun it is, the way he scores. But he's one of the most creative scorers in this league. And and his offense is game planning around getting off of Lou Dort and getting away from Lou Dort as a rookie. So it goes back to the conversation we had earlier uh, a couple episodes ago about how good can Lou Dort be defensively? Can he be the best defensive player we've ever seen? Can he be the greatest defender in NBA history? I think he can. This is all happening in his rookie year. And by any metric, you want to use the eye test, you want to use advanced stats, whatever you want to use, it all points you back to he is a great defender, Lou Dortis. is. This isn't some gimmicky thing that's happening in a small sample size. Over the course of this year, you can use any metric to, that you want to look at and see he is a great, great defender, and he's a rookie. He was a two-way guy who didn't get to practice, practice with the team because you didn't want to use up his two-way days. It's phenomenal what Lou Dort has done. And to show you how good he is defensively, to put it in perspective as if you need it, he played the majority of this second half with four or five fouls. He, for a whole quarter, had five fouls on him. Now, you only get six, folks. Five fouls on him against James Harden, who's the biggest flopper and the biggest exaggerator and the best player ever at baiting guys into fouls. He defended James Harden for a whole quarter with five fouls and did not foul out of this game. He didn't foul out of this game as a rookie with five fouls going up against James Harden. To me, that should signify just how good Lou Dort is defensively. The highlights are great. The blocks are great. The steals are great. Everything is great about Lou Dort. But one of the most impressive things is as a rookie, he has the discipline. He has the wherewithal. He has has everything you need to know that with five fouls, he cannot foul out, even while guarding James Harden, who can bait you into fouls at any time and any moment. Still, Lou Dort does not foul out with five fouls on him for the majority of the last quarter. That is the most impressive thing I can say about Lou Dort. That's the most impressive thing you can say about Lou Dort. He starts this game red hot from three, by the way. Goes two for three from beyond the arc. Finishes three for nine with 33%. And you'll take that. 33% for for a guy that's such a lockdown defender. And he takes the shots with confidence. He takes the shots in stride. You'll take that all day from Lou Dort offensively. And we've talked about the two young guys. So we've got to throw in there Darius Paisley. Because Darius Paisley, he starts out this first quarter by having two great drives to the rim, showing off his his fancy finishing and also his impeccable ball handling. Seriously, you have to look up more game film from Darius Bayes whenever he's able to have the ball in his hands more. He has some amazing ball handling skills, some amazing playmaking ability, and he can finish at the rim. He did that in that first quarter, and he was really a difference maker in that first quarter. He goes on to play 18 minutes. He gets you seven points on three of five shooting from the floor, one for two from beyond the arc, five rebounds in this game, and just one turnover, a plus nine in this contest. But again, I don't really like plus, minus, minus a one-game sample size. Uh, but Darius Baisley showed you once again he belongs on this floor. So here's what we've learned through the Thunderous wins. Through the Thunder wins, we know. Small ball works against Houston. We know that traditional big men cannot play. We know you need to up the tempo. And we know Darius Baisley belongs on an NBA floor in the postseason, even as a rookie. In my opinion, you have to take away all of the Noel minutes. Darius Baisley can fit that role for you so much better. And we've gotten progress from Billy, okay? We reduced the Steven Adams minutes down to 26. We've reduced the Noel minutes a little bit. We've upped the, the uh, Baisley minutes to 18. We've got to keep it going into the next game. Billy, keep embracing small ball. We've shown you that that works. Everyone out there has listened to people like me sit on here and tell you all about going fast, all about small ball, while you watch the game on TV and say, well, why aren't they just dumping it down to Steven Adams the whole time? I mean, he's so much bigger than them guys. I mean, he should just be able to dunk it in there. That doesn't work. It's it's proven to you it doesn't work. So we need to adapt and go small, play Baisley. Baisley's showing you he's not only a building block for the future, but he can help you win right now. This is a whole new series at 2-2. Two and two. The pressure is on Houston. You have the momentum. And coming up, we're going to talk about what needs to happen for this Thunder team to reach the first round for the first time Since Kevin Durant left, I also want to tell you how to reach your next destination anytime that your car breaks down or needs some work done. You can go to RockAuto.com and get all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com has been serving you auto parts online for 20 Years, It's a family-owned business, and that's right. 20 years ago, you could have been buying auto parts online, but instead, you were struggling to write an email. If someone called your landline rotary phone, your internet would go down. It was an entire mess, a disaster. It was almost like playing Stephen Adams uh, for 36 minutes against Houston Rockets. It was a mess, but you could have been buying auto parts online at rockauto.com, and, and they have everything you need, but my, my favorite part about this website is the layout, okay? All I've got to do, is, as someone who knows absolutely nothing about cars. To give you an idea, one time while reading a Auto ad, I said, if you need car parts like windshield wipers, it was the only thing I think of. I could only think of windshield wipers. They have stuff in the copy uh, about cars. I, I, I couldn't even find a word I was familiar with. So I just said windshield wipers. That's how little I know about cars. So the, the most important thing to me is that I can put my make, my model, my year, my car information all into the website, and then they'll only spit out to me, car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting money. That way I'm not buying things that's not going to work with my car. That to me is the best part. You can go to rockout.com right now and write Locked On in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. That's rockout.com and write Locked On in the how did you hear about us box.
1: Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app, State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: So continuing to recap this entire game, you get to Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder has just come alive these last two games, and it's no... It's no small thing that the last two games when Schroeder has played well, the Thunder have won. It's almost like you need your sixth man of the year. You need one of your best players to perform well in the postseason to win. So it really feels as though Dennis is getting his legs back. We know he missed most of the seeding games due to the birth of his second child. It seems as though he's finally rounding back into form. Because he was incredible in this game. You saw him being more aggressive on the drive. He was just abusing Ben McLemore. I mean, just undressing him on the offensive end. Dennis Schroeder, in 31 minutes, got you 30 points on 10 of 6 shooting and 4 for 7 from beyond the arc. So he does take the the, uh, numbers down from beyond the arc. He took 10 shots last time from beyond the arc. That's down to 7, and he makes 4 of them. Goes 57% from deep. He is, you know, only one missed the free throw line, three assists, a rebound, only two turnovers. Dennis was incredible in this game, and he's the big reason why you won. He is a big, 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 big reason why you won this game. Dennis Schroeder was fantastic. He had a hot start in this game, and it just kept spiraling and spiraling into a career high for him in the postseason. Again, he was abusing Ben McLemore. Uh, the uh, the the series arc of Ben McLemore going from how is he making all these threes in his first ever playoff game down to Rocket fans just melting down and wanting to bench him because Dennis Schroeder was torching him was hilarious to watch on Twitter. And Dennis was a big part of why you got to push the pace. He was a big part of running that motion offense, of getting guys good looks, of taking guys off the dribble, he was a big part of not settling for bad shots, which he played into in the first two games. He was a big part of this game, and he is why you were able to up the tempo, which helped you which helped you win this game, as we've talked about for two weeks. For two weeks, I've sat here over and over and over again saying, this team needs to push the tempo. This team needs to push the tempo, and they did that today, and their offense clicked like it had been before. They scored 117 points in this contest on 48% shooting from the field and 34% shooting from the the three-point line. They were great in this game offensively. And Houston tried to expose some weaknesses defensively by getting the switch from Dort off of Harden. And you saw whenever a traditional big man was not on the floor, those minutes looked a lot better because you, you had a guy who could close out and could rotate faster. And I do want to give a quick shout out before going to Chris Paul to, to Terrence Ferguson, who played really good for three minutes. And that's not disingenuous, it's not anything. He played really good for three minutes. Got you that steal, played good defense, got you a defensive rebound, even. Uh, goes over 1. I don't care about the offense really. I just care about how good he was defensively for three minutes. I understand he ain't got a lot of time out there, but it is worth noting that in a spot that you needed someone to pick you up, Terrence Ferguson picked you up big time in those three minutes. Those three minutes helped you win this game. It really did. That sounds hokey. It sounds, it sounds stupid. It sounds like a Disney movie. No, those three minutes were huge because they could have gone an even, an even bigger run with, with Ferguson it, it, on the floor. Ferguson did not step up the way he did defensively. And Ferguson's had a history of being very good defensively against Houston. He showed it again in those three minutes. And, I don't want to overreact to one game. And I don't really mean this specifically about Terrence Ferguson, but we've seen four games of Neal's Noel. We've seen what he can do with his minutes. It's not very good. We all talk about how the Stephen Adams minutes aren't good, which is true. The, the vast majority of minutes, whenever Adams is on the floor are not good minutes. Just whenever you're watching it again, look beyond the box score, actually watch a game for once. Both notes Noel in his 15 minutes he's even worse. He's like a, he's like a poor man's version of Stephen Adams. so you can imagine how I feel about Noel getting minutes. I would say you give most of those minutes if all if not all those minutes to Baseline. and if you need someone else maybe even Terence Ferguson can hop in there. I I truly believe the way to win this series is by going small. So let's go small and stop Messing around with Nolan Noel, I'm totally fine with the 26 minutes to Adams. Again, I've been saying that all along. Can't play Adams does not mean you give him zero minutes and he's inactive. That is not that's not what that means. It just means he cannot play the bulk of your minutes. So past Adams, there should be no other traditional big man on the floor, in my opinion. There really shouldn't. And Ferguson in three minutes played really really well. Again, I'm not going to say that he should he should absolutely be on the floor because I don't have that much faith in Ferguson. I do have that much faith. In Darius Baisley. Uh, this this game was just awesome to watch this team battle back once again. And if you really want to sit back, and if you're someone listening to this podcast because this is a fun series and you want to catch up on the Thunder side of the series, thank you for listening. Uh, but uh, and you really want to get into what this series and what this season, I mean, has been for Oklahoma City. It's been this game. It's been this game right here. You play fantastic in the clutch. You, you outlast a team. You have phenomenal clutch minutes. You go down 15. It doesn't matter. You're going to come back. You go down 0-2 in the series. It doesn't matter. You're going to come back and tie the series up, and who knows what's going to happen now that the series is tied up. This has been a microcosm of this season. It's been so fun to watch this Thunder team, these last two games, and I hope that they can transition it into the next few games and and win this series, win the first playoff series since Kevin Durant left. Please, I am begging you. Let's move on to the closing lineup, which I think is the last big part before we get into the three big things. The closing lineup goes small again, which I absolutely love. I I love the closing lineup of Chris Paul, of Shea, of Dennis, Dort. And Gallo, that is the best closing lineup you can have on the floor. It really is. Because, not to pick on on Andre, because you can close with Lou Dort. He's not going to light it up from from three-point line. He's not going to light it up and fill up the, the, the stat sheet on the points category. But he can make a free throw. He can make them enough to where you can't hack them. And he can still provide you that great defense. And he spaces the floor well. He handles the ball well. He passes well. He drives pretty well. So he's playable offensively. And then you have him locking down their best guy defensively. And we all know the offensive firepower that has been Paul, Shea, Schroeder, Gallo. We all know that. So put Dort in that mix, and let's get weird. Let's go small. Let's let's match small ball with small ball, and let's win this series. I love that closing lineup which he used for the second straight game, and it's no coincidence that's the second straight game that you win in Oklahoma City. We take you now to the three big things from last night. Number one, going small works. We've talked about that at nauseum. Number two, running fast works and upping the tempo works. We've talked about that at nauseum. And I once again want to give a shout out to Billy Donovan because he's heard us all screaming and ranting and raving. He bumps down Adams' minutes down to 26. He bumps up units to 18. And he continues to improve in sense of going small and in sense of taking off traditional centers. One more time for everyone who needs to get the earwax out of their ears. I'm not saying don't play Adams at all. I'm saying play him at this 20-minute mark right around here. Give or take 20 minutes for Adams. That's all he can play in this specific series. And now we move on to the MVP of the game.
0: MVP right now.
2: You the real MVP. The MVP of the game to me has to be Dennis Schroeder. Dennis has been phenomenal these last two games. He continues to do so in this one. And he to win this series, I've always said, in the postseason to win, you need your, your good players to play well. You need your good players to play great and, and your best players to play. More minutes than usual. Shorten the rotations and up the production. That's why uh, people got so... Uh, focused on Shea, because Shea's one of your best players, even in year two, he needs to step up in the postseason, and he has responded to that very well these last two games. That's why people got on Chris Paul, same thing. That's why you got on Schroeder, same thing. And Schroeder shows up in this one, turns in his career high in the postseason, and you could not ask for a better Dennis game than that. If you have even a minute complaint against Dennis Schroeder, I want you to stop listening to this podcast after it's over. I need that TSL, baby. That's time spent listening, for those of you not in the biz. After this podcast, I want you to stop this this podcast and go watch the Dennis highlights from this game because I don't know how you can demand more from him than 30 points on 16 shots, on 62% from the field, 57 from beyond the arc percent, and the three assists he provided you, the the, the spacing he provided you. He was fantastic in this basketball game. And this game means nothing for a six-man-of-the-year candidacy I'm just saying, once again, this has been a microcosm of this season, and you see it within us. You see why in this game that he should be, and he is, the sixth man of the year. And again, this series truly is a microcosm of this year. They start slow by going 0 2 in the series. They fight back. They come back inside the series up at 2-2. Two two. We'll see what they can do in the clutch time, which will be the latter game of this series. And I cannot wait to preview it all coming up tomorrow. Again, I love hosting the show every single day, and it's been a historic week the last week, thanks to all of you listening. So I really appreciate that. Your Andrew Wiggins of the game, again, the best reserve of this game, I mean, the best opponent of this game goes to Daniel House Jr., just Phenomenal. He was the Andrew Wiggins. I mean, you you get a good Harden game and and you think that, you know, that's going to limit the damage whenever Harden goes for 32 and Eric Gordon goes for 23. And then, oh, wait, you've got Daniel House going for 21 points on 53% from the floor and 40% from deep with four threes to his name and six rebounds. He has been really good this series. He's been good this season. Daniel House has been great for Houston and he continues to do so In this game, this is a whole new series. It's tied up at two and two. I know we got here in the weirdest way possible. Uh, I, I am not going to pull the receipts on who I'll give up on this team because after those two games, if you said to yourself that the Thunder were going to come back and win this series, you were lying. Uh, I want to see those receipts. I don't want to see the people who called call the series over. That's what any logical basketball person would do whenever you see the way this Thunder team played for the first two games of the series. And even the first half and uh, the first quarter, I mean, of game three. So I don't want to see the receipts of, of oh, look at this person counting the Thunder out, or, or even myself. I counted the Thunder out. I want to see the person who didn't count the Thunder out and that retroactively don't come at me today saying, Oh, I knew this team would, would come back when there's no evidence of you knowing this team would come back. What they've done in this series to tie it up has been great, has been unforeseen. And we'll see if they can keep this momentum going. We'll see if they can keep doing it. The pressure is fully on Houston and we'll preview a game five, a swing game, game five on tomorrow's show. Again, I cannot thank you all enough for listening to this podcast, making it a historic week for Locked on Thunder from all the people who came before me for this to be a historic week has been truly humbling. I appreciate everyone who's listened to this point. Let's keep the numbers on the rise. So you can get at me on Twitter. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And if you have Twitter, you can email the show, Lothunderpod at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast wherever it is. You get your podcast so you never miss an episode. The only Thunder podcast that happens every single day. So be good and be good to one another. And we'll see you tomorrow. It's a preview. Game five.